there's always somewhere to be and somewhere to go and it's just this hustle of the go 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 life where when i'm in the forest i, I just am free and um that's where that's where i'm the most creative and get the most inspiration from Welcome to Peak Pyrography, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the woodburning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to woodburning in 2020, and I haven't put my burner down since. Today on the podcast, we have a b- very special guest, Basha Hamielovich. Basha is involved in everything, just about everything, and you can find her and her art at Fineline Pyro. She pours her energy into so much of the behind the scenes for Woodburn Corner. And as if that wasn't enough, she's a social media star and can really get you into the nitty gritty of how to use Pinterest. I had an amazing time chatting with her. I love that she's always up for a challenge and she knows her limits and how to prioritize her needs. She was truly amazing to chat with and I know you'll love this episode. Hi, Basha. Welcome to Peak Pyrography. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I am good. It's a nice snowy day here, so it's perfect for cozying up and getting creative. Yes. Do you get to do is is that what you get to do when you're after this call? Well, I do. I do have um, regular work hours for for the day job, but um, sometimes that requires creativity. But in the nighttime and and whatnot it's uh if it's too cold to go out we just sit at home and craft which is my favorite thing to do when you say we is that you and your kids or yes my daughter and I are crafters through and through (laughs) that's so much fun does she wood burn too or is that she has I actually she's six years old and I let her with um you know having my hand on her hand try out the wood burning um but generally she likes to draw before I burn and then I burn her images and she colors them in after so she's very happy with that oh that's so much fun it's so fun to share that when I'm wood burning sometimes my son will come down he'll be like I'm wood burning and he'll pull out his colored pencils and draw so cute (laughs) yeah it's fun to pass that along and watch our kids find their artistry yeah yeah it was something so unique and and different. Yeah. Yep. So what got you started in wood burning? Um, it's, it's, it's a weird story. It was very by chance. I, I love that kind of story. Right. It's, it, it was kind of like a meant to be kind of situation. Um, I moved out to Calgary um 15 ish years ago and um, we met a group of friends who were into music festivals and um, partying, and, and they really wanted to create a um, atmosphere, um, a bus specifically, to take people from the city into the mountains for the music festivals and whatnot. Um, my husband is a contractor, a mill worker of sorts. He likes to work with wood. He builds kitchens and... Um, so they've asked him to help them gut the bus and encompass it with wood. And oh, that's pretty. It was stunning. They like took cedar planks and just ran them across just the whole entire ceiling. You know, it was still oh. the bus shape, 
um, they took out all the seats and made bench seating because the intention is to have people, a lot of people on the bus to go to the festivals and for parties and for, you know, go to cities throughout the city and go from place to place. Um, and, but they really were uh, forest dwellers. They love nature and they wanted everything natural and woodsy. Um, so they put logs on the benches, the benches open, people threw their stuff in there. They had a little DJ booth on the front. It was very fun. Um, and part of their whole thing was supporting artists and musicians. And I drew a lot at that. I've always drawn my whole life, um, but they uh, asked me to draw something on their bus. But in order to make it more permanent, they wanted it to, um, you know, people are dancing and moving. They can't have something that's sticking out. So they really needed something very permanent. And one of their family members, I believe, had um, a passed down soldering iron of sorts. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's for a lot of people, that's where it started. And I've never even seen this contraption um and they're like well it's a it's a pyrography machine would you be able to draw one of your things on it and burn it and I'm like yeah of course I'm a I'm a say yes and deal with it later kind of person <laughs> um so I said yes and I I touched it to the wood a scrap wood and I said okay this is cool and then I just I went for it it turned out fantastic um and I got addicted right away I just it was so satisfying and new and um yeah i i have not turned back since so oh that's so fun so so you started with the bus and then started making your own art straight from there yeah actually they um they were starting this company out this business out called base bus um and they didn't have any money to pay me so they're like if, if we pay you with this machine would that be okay and I said sure I don't know what this is, even is but I'll do I'll do it for free because I like to make art um and I did everything and they gave me the she machine as a payment and I'm literally still using the same machine today and that oh was, my gosh that was over 10 years ago so and what um, machine was that it's a razor tip ssd10 oh, specifically nice. but any of the razor tips are are pretty good and hearty and I traveled a lot with that thing um, and burned a lot with it and it's still like perfect wow that's so cool I, I can't believe you're still using the same one 10 years later <laughs> have you gotten like a couple new pens or something yeah. oh yeah oh yeah I um the pens that they got were kind of like a introductory pen where it's the interchangeable nib the interchangeable wire nib and that yeah. is one that um like you could you could unscrew it and take it out and put another one in, which is great if you're learning and if you want to understand what you like the best. Um, but um, and through that, I found my favorite tip. Um, and since then, since discovering what my favorite one was, I got the like the solid wire nib tip, the um, pens. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So. And and so then you're burning your own stuff. And when did Fine Line Pyro, that's your business name, when did that one come come about? Yeah, so I um, 
have been burning since then on and off at the beginning. Uh, I just squirreled away my pieces in the crawl space. I kind of still do. Um, and uh, Fine Line Pyro came out when I looked in the crawl space in my basement and I was like, this is, this is kind of ridiculous. I should probably do something with this, but I don't know what. So I simply just started putting it on social media. I just started an Instagram account with no intentions at all, just to maybe like, just to just have kind of a profile or just to show to somewhere see. to show off your art. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see kind of it all together besides just in, 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 in the dark, like, you know, like a, like a book stack that you can't see the covers of. Um, and it just grew and grew and grew. Um, and I sold a few pieces here and there. Um, that started, you asked when it started, that started in about, like maybe maybe five years ago, I think now. Yeah, so not, yeah. not too long ago, but um, yeah. And, and I'm assuming the name Fine Line Pyro came because you like to make really fine lines. Yeah, I love in, in general, everything is, I love a lot of tiny details and really fine lines and all the little the little very sharp edges um are are my favorite and and that's definitely where the name came about cool and and that's so evident in your in your work and in the stuff that I've seen it's it's all such incredible detail thank you and even on like the smallest pieces you still get those fine lines and that great detail like the smaller it is, the more challenging it is. I I love a challenge. Yeah, and when you're doing that, is do you burn with like a really high heat and go fast, or do you burn with a lower heat and go slow to really get the nice crisp lines? The smaller it is, definitely needs to be lower heat and slower. Um, but I like to go higher heat and faster, and then I always give my um, pieces of sand after because higher heat means it's going to give that little glow. Do some overburn. And a big reason that I like doing the hard lines, um, the hard like heavy heat lines is because I the nib I use is a chisel tip. I also mm -hmm. call it the sexy tip. I said that once and now Rachel <laughs> <laughs> will not let her go. She's like, that's perfect. Um, I I, that is like almost like a carving tool for me. It, it, and instead of burning the surface, I carve into the wood and okay. I feel like the deeper and harder I cut, the longer the piece will last. So a lot of people have issues with fading over time and I don't have that because I'm, I'm not burning like this. I'm burning like this. So uh, for people listening, I'm burning, like cutting into the wood versus burning the surface of the wood if that makes sense yeah that makes sense that so you're going a little bit deeper so it'll definitely last a little yeah. bit longer yeah and even if the burn itself fades the lines are still there exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um and and that kind of so your your favorite style of things to burn is uh you've got you, you do a lot of radial symmetry and fine lines and you just published a book on that yeah very exciting. So the uh, Woodburn Community Book of Templates Radial Symmetry Edition. Yes. 
And what was that whole process right, like of writing that book? Um, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, it is absolutely insane to kind of think about your process in a way something also that I've been doing for years and years and this is before pyrography I've been into patterns and and symmetry and and you know radial symmetry itself um so trying to dissect that and put it into a way that teaches people how to do it it was hard it was it, it was I don't think about how to do it anymore so I had to really go back and step back and slow down and cut it up into tiny pieces um I had Rachel's lovely big family go through it over and over and over again which definitely helps um they did it and first. that's Rachel from Woodburn Corner Rachel from Woodburn Corner yes Rachel Strauss yep. and her her whole family has a creative um bug to them and so they they did the first round of edits and they helped it make more sense um and um, then my family went through it, you know, people had to actually do it to, to know that it was made sense out of, outside yeah, of my so head. You, so you were kind of taking it apart step by step and, yeah. and you're like, okay, well it's, and you're done. And they're like, but, but how do I get from here to here? And yeah. you're like, well, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slow it down. Okay. Break yeah. it down a little more. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think I, I have, I bought the book, but I have the digital copy cause I like to print the templates so that they fit on the wood that I'm going to use them on Um, but the the couple of pages in there if anybody hasn't bought it you can go find it on Amazon or on uh, it's on woodburncorner.com right yep Um, you can you can go find it there and um, it's just the the explanation's really good and you've got different like little colors in there on how to do it and where to draw things and that's all done by hand if you believe it or not the hardest part of the whole thing like yes it it took time to dissect it but it's already something I knew the hardest part was the photography because I had to take a picture of each step as I was doing it I I didn't draw each and every single one out I did one take a picture do the step take a picture do the next step you know, so there was and then try not to forget to take the picture the next time. Yep. Or I have to redraw from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, you know, clouds come in. So it's uh, a different, it's a little bit darker. And it was, (laughs) it was tough. I think if I were to do it again, I probably would draw them all out separate, because then it'll allow me to take a picture in the moment or just hire somebody to do it because people know how to do that better than I do (laughs) setting up a light like my producer husband does for me yes 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 exactly yeah yeah that's that's cool and so then so you you broke down all the steps and you uh, figured that out took all the pictures of the photography and then you collected a whole bunch of your templates and templates from the community and uh, how what was that process like selecting them and uh, deciding what was going in the book? Um, it was it was easier than I expected, um, only because the majority of people uh, they I you know we want everybody to be in that book. We wanted it to really be 
a community book. Um, the people that were not chosen, very, very, very few, um, were because the quality just was not, like, we couldn't sure. transfer their, they didn't draw it on a paper, they would just have done it on the wood directly, and to put that into an image that's black and white with line work, and, and those people also, like, added color, and, like, the wood is variation, so um, that part was a little bit tricky, but... Um, yeah, many of the artists have drawn it first on paper, and yeah. that was definitely easy easy to make into something that is um, high enough quality for the book. Because we did, did also, we're aiming for a high quality book. We wanted something that yes. was really good and nice and crisp and clear. And I think, I mean, I think that, ha I think you achieved that with yeah. what you put out. How did you pick, did you design some uh, radial symmetry just? specifically for the book or were these all designs that you had previously because there's what 34 of yours in the book yeah uh something like that no no it wasn't it was like 16 of mine okay I got yeah. I must have it and then like 34 other pyro yeah something like that something there's... like that um maybe also a little less but I think altogether there was 34 okay um that, but that number was stuck I... in my head for some reason <laughs> there's a meaning to that number um, yeah, it was, I, for my specific designs, um, I just took stuff that I had already laying around, um, from years and years that I didn't really share or do anything. And eventually I, I did run out. I wanted to make it substantial. I wanted to put more. So, um, I actually went back into my sketchbook from, you know, before pyrography times and then I redrew it on my um, Procreate um, in my yeah. Procreate app so um, it's a kind of so a radial symmetry has been with you your whole life basically since I can remember yeah I cool I, I remember even just drawing on chalk on the sidewalk and just making a pattern and just repeating it and repeating it until I didn't have space on the sidewalk um I, I, yeah, I, I, since I can remember, I've been doing that. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So, so then you pick them out, you put them in the book and you just publish the book and I'm making that sound like it was real <laughs> easy <funny>. to do, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there was a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. The wording, I'm, I'm not uh, the greatest um, at writing. I don't love it. And um, it's, it's a little bit hard for me to express myself uh, sometimes, but uh, Rachel definitely helped out with that, and her mother, it, her mother-in-law is a um, an editor, so she helped out with that. So I had a lot of support. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Like the the community and how it, how everybody's, how your little communities are the people that you can go to and lean on, and yes. not everyone has an editor for a mother-in-law. That's no. like, <laughs> but but maybe but you've got something else. Like it's cool to find ways to find that support within your own community yes exactly yeah yeah um so now the book is out what what kind of what stuff are you working on um still a lot but I do plan on making more books um, yay yeah I'm very it, it, that creating that book and I guess the push through of that kind of milestone opened a huge door to um, the possibility of 
of more and and I want to use kind of the same base how to draw it and I want to create a series of themed books so my my next one is um an art deco theme I want really into art deco recently uh for a while now for the past couple years but I'm like really, really itching to, I've started already drawing some, some on my iPad. I've already done one half on wood. Um, I'm not finished it yet. And was there one in the radial symmetry book? There, there was one, yes. Um, or, and one and a half, cause one was a little bit art deco, but it was more just like triangular. Um, but I, I'm, I'm leaning hard into the art deco and I want to make just one art deco theme. And then eventually move to like one folk folk art theme and one I don't know flower theme and one just the list can go yeah on and on and well, on which is kind of scary but very exciting at the same time and and to make them like the community book there's so many pyros out there making so many different designs yeah. and to include those it's so cool yeah yeah so if anyone's got ideas, reach out to Basha. Please let me know. I'll take them and I'll make them. <laughs> yeah. And and that you can make them. That's like the, you know, we all have all these ideas, but you're actually doing it. You're, you're putting it together and getting it published and out on, out into the world. And that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a long dream. I've definitely wanted to do something. I mean, originally before kind of, working with Rachel Strauss of, of Woodburn Corner before um, kind of joining forces there. I have always dreamt of having a book. I always envisioned it like as a coloring book because I didn't really know that templates existed. You know, I didn't, that didn't click for me. Um, but a coloring book was just kind of like, eh, there's so many coloring books out there. Are you sure? And like, um, so I was, how do I make mine different and make yeah, it yeah, stand exactly. out? And like, yeah. maybe, I was thinking maybe to have some kind of guide to draw radial symmetry. And, um, I'm, I'm also envisioning like a little, um, radial symmetry guide and sketchbook. And I wanted to make it, um, blank pages with the grid that I teach people how to make, that is already pre-made, but very, very, very lightly. So you can barely see it. So people don't have to like draw the grid and prepare their work. They just go into drawing the pattern. And it's like a little sketchbook of sorts. And then Um, when you scan it, that grid just wouldn't come through on the scan. Exactly. Or if you're, if you're drawing with a pen, then that will overtake it and you won't really notice. Yeah. I mean, this is just kind of swirling around my head for the past five years um but that's kind of the idea and I want it perforated so you can rip it out and I want it to be sustainable so I want it to be made out of like hemp it might be too much for one for one book idea but (laughs) I'm really into sustainability and having things whatever we make go back into the earth um so I want it to be like out of hemp so you can just like it will last forever but if you can if you like you can decompose it if you want to so I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens out of that dream. I'm I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all right. So you've got Fine Line Pyro, and then you work. You're part of Woodburn Corner. Yes. Yeah. Rachel, um, go ahead. Go ahead with that. <laughs> Rachel and I joined forces. 
At the start of the pandemic, I was a director of a daycare um, for many years, and it was it was enjoyable. I actually graduated with an early childhood education degree, and um, I, I did enjoy working in a daycare and managing it and um, running the office, but it wasn't something that um, that I had a passion for, I would say, especially when my daughter was born. I felt very blessed to be able to have her in the same place that I'm working. Um, and, you know, yeah, I bet. Yeah, it was it was a very nice transition for her out of the home. Um, but when she got a little bit older before she went into school, I felt like I was, you know, coming home when just before she was going to bed and I was leaving before she was waking up. And I, I just missed that. And um, as a director, you just have long hours and you got to gotta be on call for, for all sorts of reasons. Um, so I, I didn't love it, but I did en- enjoy working with, with people and with, um, in a, in an atmosphere with a lot of children, that kind of energy just is amazing. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. That, that constant play and, and, creative, and, and creativity. creative energy. Just yes. everywhere. And that innocence, that just like wanting to do things, to do things and experience it rather than for a purpose, right? Like it's, it's wonderful, but the hours, the hours were, and the responsibility was heavy. It was, it was very stressful. Um, but um, I, I, you know, I plugged away and um, then COVID hit. Um, the daycare that I was working at shut down. So we all lost our jobs and um, yeah, we were kind of just back here and not knowing what to do. And um, I, uh, Rachel reached out to me asking, no, Rachel reached out to the community and said, does anybody want to help me record a live? She was doing live sessions with people, I believe for her coaching and she just needed somebody to screen record what she was doing because she can't screen record at the same time as she's doing the live. And it, it's a lot to do. It's a lot to do. And I think the functionality, something with Instagram was not liking it. Um, and or, or she would she wouldn't be able to save the Instagram if she was screen recording it, something along those lines. And I said, hey, I'm listening to these things anyway, so I'll screen record it. And we just happened to just, oh, and originally I met her at the Burn Club retreat. So that was okay. the year before the pandemic hit. Um, we, I got an opportunity to go to the Burn Club retreat in California and um, we met there and I took her courses and classes and, and experienced that whole thing, which was wonderful. Um, and then, so that's how I kind of wasn't afraid to say, Hey, I'll do this for you. Yeah. Um, cause cause it, it can her. be really intimidating to, to reach out and be like, hi, yeah. I was a fangirl, right? Like but yeah. reaching out to your, to your in- inspired person is scary. Um, but yeah, knowing her was definitely helped. So um, I just said, Hey, I'll help you. And it snowballed from there. She's like, cool. This is like, thank you for this. Um, can you do this? And I'll be like, sure. Like I had literally, not that I had nothing else to do. I had a child who was 
running around in circles without any socializing and without being able to go anywhere or do anything. So as for yeah. many for many people with children, it was a the pand um, that early hard. pandemic was yeah. so hard. It was so stressful. I I still have anxiety thinking about it, and I still feel like the after effects of you know just your patience running low and and having to deal with five million things at once. Um, uh, and so, having yeah, no it, outlet and no way to like escape. Yeah. yeah. Not being able to see anyone and not being able to have that one-on-one support dealing with technology. Like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, but um, I tried to continue to Woodburn. I tried to continue doing the things that make me happy. Um, helping her was making me happy because I was helping somebody and it was in it, the things I love to do. Um, and it just snowballed from there. And um, now now we're business partners and we're putting things on like the Pyrography Summit and the Woodburn Sessions and hopefully another retreat uh, will be coming. And Fingers you know, crossed. Yeah. yeah. So lots, yeah. Of, lots of exciting things happened from bad things and stressful times to, you know, like we... I'm here because of all of that. Yeah. And I, I love that you were nervous, but you still did it. You've reached out and you, you asked the question and because this community is so supportive, the answer was yes, of course. Yeah. That's, that is absolutely amazing. Okay. So you've got Fineland Pyro, you've got Woodburn Corner and you also have Just Pin It. Yes. So that also stems from Woodburn Corner because. Okay. One of the things Rachel wanted to do forever and ever, she went to a conference called Alt Summit, which I'm going there with her this year. I'm so excited. Yay. 18 days, which is crazy. Um, wow. Time just is flying. Um, but she went to this conference and they said, Pinterest, 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 Pinterest. This is what you need to do for your business to get out there, to be out there, to, to be known. Um, and I had a love for Pinterest as a user. Like I enjoyed using it for everyday things and for ins- inspiration ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Just in general, I loved it. Um, and I loved the platform and I never felt like, you know, Instagram is very personal and it's very, it's, it's perfect. At least the old Instagram used to be very like everything has to be perfect and everything has to be you know exactly beautiful and aesthetically pleasing whereas Pinterest was it was also very beautiful and um, I had a lot of good content but it was positive it was all very uplifting things and inspirational things so I spent a lot of time on it and she knew that because we had a discussion she hated it she's like I don't understand it I don't get it there's too much going on and so we laughed about it at the retreat. And then when I said, hey, I'm here to help. What do you need? She's like, do you want to do Pinterest for me? Because I know I have to do this, but I don't know how to. And you like it. So um, she she um, was, yeah, was like, please learn it. Um, here are some courses I, I have recommend from like her friends or like people that she's known. Um, so I just went a deep dive into studying it and learning it. And I started it for her. And now we're at like two point something million monthly viewers. And it's ex- 
Whoa. floating beyond whatever I could have imagined. And along that ride, I've picked up um, different clients and I manage their Pinterest accounts. I do Pinterest audits, so I'll teach people how to, um, what not to do, and I'll also teach them what to do. And we have a toolkit out there, so I kind of put everything in words that um, how the best as I can and like little videos and like little exercises to get people's Pinterest up and rolling because it really is a fantastic non-judgmental positive and inspiring place and for artists that's where we want to be and it brings people back to your own website yeah which is the most important like Instagram you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and it disappears whereas Pinterest, if you're really interested in like, ooh, how did they do this? And you tap on it, it goes to your website or wherever you're leading it to. It can go to your social media or wherever. And you can you can go into that rabbit hole, but of that certain person rather than a whole theme of things, which is Yeah. And they don't they don't um, you know, you can you, you don't necessarily have to have millions and millions of viewers to be found. Like you just have to know how to use the right keywords and the right um you know images and titles and descriptions you have to know how to use the platform but you don't need to be famous and you don't need to be you know anything specific so it's kind of a fair game in that way that's what I love about it sure yeah that makes sense and so if people if people listening wanted to uh, check it wanted to check that out or wanted you to take a look at their Pinterest they can reach out to you at just pin it dot ca yes yeah and request a request a consult yep yep just put in your information and um yeah I can I offer come kind of a couple services so like either a consult or um like an audit of sorts um I can create just the pins like pin packages um because i know some people like kind of get it but they don't have time to do it um or i can do the whole shebang and just run it for for them so yeah so how many approximately how many are you running at any given time like pins yeah or pinterest pages um, I guess clients specifically, I mean, I've, I've been able to run up, oh, I've never really even like put it in numbers. <laughs> the most I've ever had at one time, um, probably about nine. Okay. Yeah, nine That's pretty at good. a time of monthly, like consistently it's, it's once, once you kind of know what you're doing, it's not as time consuming as with any sure. platform, right? Like you, you get just yeah. more confident. You just know what you need to do. And, um, batch working is huge. Like I cannot, you know, Rachel and I talk about this all the time, batch working, everything you do saves so much time. It's just incredible if you, if for, for productivity. Um, so I've be- because I already know what I'm doing and because I've been able to get a handle on batch working, it does really make the workflow uh, a lot faster. I have, I have dropped the ball on my own Pinterest, um, like Pinterest for just pin it um, and Pinterest for fine line um, only because I wanted to pour my heart and soul into Woodburn corner. Um, sure. And I do it kind of, I kind of do Woodburn Corner very um, by the book 
and um, fine line and just pin it are more like experimental. Like, hey, I wonder, I wonder what this does, and that's how you learn, right? But I have the yeah. luxury of having my own accounts to play with, and I don't really care what happens to them because that's, you know, whatever. But Woodburn Corners, I really, I take what I learn and I and I implement it into there, and then I teach others what what they can do. Cool. Cool. And so some of that comes back to your own art and what, what gets you excited and what inspires you to do your art? I am heavily inspired by nature. I, I love, you know, just speaking of patterns and just finding the patterns in nature and um, feeling the freedom of, of, the slowdown I'm not quite sure how to ex- explain it but like I, I go camping a lot I go portaging um I spend a lot of time with portaging portaging is like camping without a car so you put oh, okay. your canoe on your back and you walk into the forest then you lay you know okay. right you, and you just go yes. into the forest without anything which is better than camping because when you go camping you're still like, oh, I can charge my phone in the car. And, you know, you still have a little bit of technology and a little bit of that comfort um, yeah. that we are used to in our homes. Whereas portaging, you you need to bring one fork, you need to bring one spoon, and that's it. A bowl, which is also your cup, which is also like, you know, <laughs> you use yeah. ev- very, everything very carefully. It, what, whatever like you, backpacking. Exactly. And long- yeah, whatever you need has to be carried. So you have And then to... the portaging is you do it with your canoe. Yes, yeah. So you need to okay. put your canoe on top and then you you go into the forest. Um so that requires a lot more that just requires a lot less stuff and freedom of the mind. Um and I think that is very inspirational to me because it's like when you're thinking about daily life and about this and there's always something to do and I, you know, there's always somewhere to be and somewhere to go. And it's just this hustle of the go, 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 go life where when I'm in the forest, I I just am free. And um, that's where, that's where I'm the most creative and get the most inspiration from. That is, that's so cool. Um, when you're when you you've got your inspiration and then you bring it home and you're gonna wood burn it, what what kind of woods, what kind of surfaces do you like to burn on? Uh, my favorite wood is, is cherry. I love the like the warm color and um, the texture is beautiful. Um, I would say that would probably be my number one one wood. Yeah. Okay, and and that's such a nice one. It, the the color that comes through when you burn, it still comes through a little red or yeah. pinkish. That's really really nice. Yeah. Um, and then I I'm assuming that between fine line pyro, just pin it, woodburn corner, and a six year old, <laughs> that keeps you busy pretty much all the time. That that is that does keep me busy all the time. Yes, yeah. Um, and it and it comes and goes in waves, you know. Uh, I sometimes I'll have those Pinterest clients that are, you know, a lot at a time, and then those will drop off sometimes, and I'll get new ones. But then, 
sometimes I'll have this big commission piece. So then fine line pyro kicks in to gear and I'm and I'm burning this commission piece. And then um, here comes the summit. So there goes all my time, right? I am focused onto that until that is kind of um, all ready and set up and, and whatnot. So everything, which is uh, the way I love to work. I, the, the One of the big things at the daycare was there was a lot of new elements to each day. There was, you know, new kids, new faces, new problems, new wins, new lots of exciting things, but it still was the same clock in, clock out and um, deal with this, deal with that. So what I love about what I'm doing right now is it's just so much variety. I love being able to not know really, you know, what's going to come at me and what kind of opportunities I never knew I was going to write a book who I wanted to but <laughs> who knew that would yeah. happen right I, I never would have imagined being on camera in front of thousands of people at the summit but hey it happened so I, I really love the variety and the, the diversity of, of things that I do um, it, it definitely is like something I wake up and I'm excited to do I that's so inspiring, Basha. You're, you're always saying yes to things and then figuring it out. And I love that so much. That is so cool. Yeah, it's 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 scary sometimes. And I haven't I haven't really put myself in a place where I couldn't handle it yet. Um, I don't want to say yet. I, I haven't that, it, you know, I'm not kicking myself for, for saying yes. Um, yeah, it definitely helps to to just you know because when you're nervous and you and you think about it and you think about it and then the opportunity passes you by but just if you just say yes then like figure it out and and they feel like you grow from there yeah such bravery and uh <laughs> so cool yeah thank you um, let's take a real quick break here Sounds good. and we'll be right back awesome All right. Well, welcome back. Um, so I like to come back from the break and talk about uh, your self-care and what you do to take care of Basha and take balance that with all the other things that you're doing. What do you do to take care of yourself mentally? And That is a fantastic question. Um, right after talking about how I say yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there, yes, I do say yes to everything. However, um, I can feel my limits and I know my limits and saying no is equally as important as saying yes. Um, as confusing as that is, um, it, it is. Yeah, it is. Cause you want to do everything, but you just can't. Um, so the things I say yes to are usually very creative and unique um, and in terms of saying no, you, you just kind of have to feel it. If you have any doubt or hesitation, not fear, because if you're scared to do something, that means you should be doing it like 100%. <laughs> Whereas yeah. if, you're, if you're hesitant about doing something because you're worried about burning out or you just don't have time, that's a different story. You don't, it's, it's important not to, to get to that spot. So saying no is is crucial um when you're really when you know that it's a no um to protect your boundaries and protect yourself and your family and your time exactly. yeah 
Exactly. And and carving out that time for family and friends and art. Like, yes, a lot of my work is artistic. Um, for Pinterest, it's very digital artwork, a lot of visuals on the computer. Um, for wood burning, both Woodburn Corner and Fine Line Pyro, it's a lot of artwork and a lot of, um, you know, physical art and also digital art. But creating for the sake of creating, Creating, which is where this whole art deco thing came into like there was no intention with that I just wanted to get it out of my head and if it was something that I had to do like for a book or if it was something I had to do for a project it wouldn't be the same so I feel like carving out that time to create just for the point of creating and yeah. being free I think that's that's what's kept me sane this this past lots of years yeah uh do you do anything uh outside to take care of yourself physically or um I mean portaging and hiking camping that's all very physical yes yes that is very um very physically demanding um but I I do I'm I'm still like floored by carrying your canoe that's like (laughs) blowing my mind right now yeah and you know I I my my parents took me portaging when I was you know four or five years old obviously they carried the canoe at that time but um they carried a canoe that was you know that long ago it was a heavy now they're making canoes out of like fiberglass and yes and they were carrying one of those like big steel monstrosities yeah and or (laughs) solid wooden ones like believe it or not like and now there's just these like kevlar and and fiberglass that are so lightweight but they're still yeah it is still it's still a mission it's still a canoe on your back (laughs) (laughs) um I try to I try to go for walks um, definitely I mean I, since the pandemic things kind of took, were weird I used to do hot yoga and um, kind of uh, loved hot yoga that was like I'm always cold so for me to be sweating in a room was just such a pleasure and <laughs> um, so I did that a lot but since then it's been kind of um, I haven't really gotten back into it because it's just like a muscle you need to 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 work on it on it slowly until it becomes a habit so um I want to do more I want to be more physical but um walking is amazing I mean just running after my six-year-old is is quite a lot I'm sure I'm sure she keeps you moving yep yep and she does she loves dancing um we love to go skiing in the winter tobogganing um, you know, uh, skating all the winter, winter sports that Canada offers. Um, so yeah, just whatever we can do to be in the fresh air. That's awesome. All right. Well, it's time for our favorite game here on peak pyrography and you'll know this cause I, I got it from Rachel. Um, but it is the deserted Island. Yeah. So Basha, if you were on a deserted island as a wood burning artist, as a and and you're left with one kind of wood, one burner, one nib, pen, and then one other extra item for pyrography, what what are you in, left on this deserted island with? So I would definitely choose uh, cherry wood. That's that's my jam. I love that that wood. Um, I would probably bring my ten year old 
burner, my razor tip SSD 10. That original razor tip. The original, yeah. Um, if I had to get a new one, actually, for the island specifically, if I could choose, I'd get the single one because I have the double one. But okay. I feel like it's like it's it's just so easy to take the pen and change it. So the the smaller one would be easier to carry if I have to go places. Although I don't know where I'd plug it in, but we'll we'll figure that out when we get there. There's a hut with electricity. It's Perfect. solar powered. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then my nib would be my chisel tip, and my extra piece um, would be sandpaper because I really okay. do value that crispness that. The, those tight lines and I feel like no matter how slow and low I burn um those that just gives it the extra like fine fine detail cool yeah awesome mm-hmm. um and then I wanted to get into some community building and some shout outs so if wh- who are three accounts that we should all be following uh, and this can be pyros this can be other artists this can be people not even related to the art community just people that you think are really beneficial for us to follow um okay well as a creative person as an artist um, especially those who are creating art to sell or um you know just even even thinking about starting a business or whatnot I love Brittany Rattel she is an attorney for creative people and just she posts some really good stuff yeah like it's very the way she posts it is very easy to intake and it's it's just so relevant and it's she's so fun and I I just I love her lots of like the this would be really good for your business but without making it feel like you should be doing this and without putting any kind of like shame behind it it's just here's some information do with it what you will yep exactly exactly so yeah I, I really enjoy listening to her and um, or, or following her rather. I, I actually don't spend a lot of time on social media because of life and it's busyness and um, it's it's hard. It can take a lot of a lot out of you mentally, emotionally to, and it can bring that like comparison bug in. Yes, yes, it does. It can bring inspiration out or the comparison bug and um it's 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 a toss-up <laughs> which means you yeah. should whoever whoever is giving you those yucky feelings you should just unfollow I've learned to do that recently just to you know nope I don't want to see this anymore nope and it's and that's okay it's it's a evolutionary changing thing um but yeah I I also feel like it's hard to be consistently on social media when you're running it. Um, and for some time I was doing a little bit for fine line pyro, but again, I really wanted to pour my heart and soul into Woodburn corner and to have that grow. Um, so I've actually found a hack now that I, whenever I post on Woodburn corner, I could just add myself as a collaborator and it'll be on my feed too. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. Whoa, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Um, so, so that that makes it a lot easier, but, um, when you're on it for function, like to, to share your thing, I can only intake so much. And generally I only follow, um, wood burning artists because I want to see what the community is up to and and whatnot. So, but Brittany Rattel is a special case. Um, 
The other special case is her name is Rachel Emma Warning, Warning, Warming, um, and she is on the same vibe as as Brittany. The energy level and her like the the way she explains things. It's very fun and it's very fast but informative. Um, she is focused on Pinterest specifically and on um, business in general, but mostly with Pinterest. And uh, she has that like cool retro vibe. So she's she's one that I let in through the cracks of the wood, um, <laughs> pun intended. And um, the last one is Tom Ross. And I, I do enjoy him for it's Tom Ross Media um, and he's he's been around for a really long time and he used to be very entrepreneurial and very business oriented but um, following his journey has been incredible because he's just kind of putting his life out there on Instagram and he came from you know this is what you should do in your business and how to rock the marketing and how to do social media slides to um, being very heavily community oriented, which is, which is huge. Like he's a good reminder of, he's a huge reminder of um, reminding ourselves why we're doing this. So a lot of people are focusing on the marketing and making those Pinterest posts and making the website look good. And, you know, all this time, yeah. especially as a single entrepreneur, like that's a lot of, it's a lot. Um, we tend to, you know, not pay enough attention to the people who are actually following us. And he's just such a good reminder to go ahead and like, wait, like answer those DMs, make a comment that is more than just an emoticon or, you know, really connect with that person. Connecting with one person out of the community for an extra five or 10 minutes is more valuable than adding like five or $10,000 worth of marketing in your, these are just, these are not real numbers. Yeah. This is just kind of what his yeah, whole just... idea was. So don't, don't, don't quote me on here, <laughs> but um, basically he was trying to say the value and the impact of of making a real connection, not just like, hey, love your art and then move on. Making real connections is so important to your business and to, to your brand and to your vibe. And um, I mean, Rachel has been preaching that forever and her, just the fact that she's built such a huge community and keeps it so, so strong and like, all I hear is this community is amazing and I feel so supportive, supported and stuff. And, and that's a big reason why is because we care and like she, she cares and she's, you know, taking yeah. that time to interact and to learn people and get to know people. And so, yeah, I, I, I value his words and what he's saying. It's, it's, he's a pretty, pretty awesome. Great. Those sound like fantastic ones and a couple of them are new and I will definitely go check them out and awesome. hopefully listeners will too. Yeah. Um, okay. So one other thing, what is one tip or trick that you do that you think others will find really some great value in? And tip or trick in life, business, wood burning? Uh, any of the above? 
<laughs> okay. I, that, that leaves it real open-ended for you. Okay. But... <laughs> well, how about all of the above? So right. this is one thing I've learned across life and running a business and creating artwork over such a long period of time is consistency. It's the word consistency is my favorite. I preach it all the time when I'm teaching about Pinterest because when you when you pin once a week, you're consistently pinning once a week, you will grow. If you are like Instagram, like if you're suddenly off the radar and then pin like five a day and then off the radar, everybody knows that's not going to work. You need consistency. Um, if you... We we talked about this in Burn Club chat the other day. If you're trying, um, we we were talking about organization and how, you know, somebody buys an agenda and then they are like, one week, two weeks into it, and they they'll switch back to something else or they'll try a sticky note and suddenly it doesn't work anymore, and and they have to go and and they try digital calendar on their computer and then suddenly they're lost again. And they're like, this agenda is doesn't work and this doesn't work and nothing works and it's like it's not consistent enough if you if you just persevere and stick with that agenda you'll make it work because you're using it consistently and you're learning as it goes um in terms of artwork i have come to where i am right now only because i've been doing it over and over and over and over and over again consistently throughout life I've you know taken that one thing that I love which is the little lines and I do it in this pattern and then I try it in this pattern and then I try it in this pattern and in this pattern and it's only because I did it over and over and over that I am where I am now you know con consistently doing the same thing and over and over again um kind of goes with everything going yeah. back into hot yoga if you do it consistently every you know two times a week you're gonna start getting back into it and building a habit out of it and so so there that's my answer consistency. yeah I love that <laughs> that is that's a great answer and it's so applicable to everything whether it's art whether it's business whether it's social media whether it's self-care take care do it consistently and yeah. you'll see results yeah 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 well great Basha, thanks so much for coming on. And you've got, I can't wait to see the new other books that come out. I can't wait to see some of the other stuff that you've got going on. Um, I know that you're working on uh, more, more Woodburn Corner stuff, which is always exciting when that comes out. And um, is there anything specific that you're, that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure people know about? Mm, my books retreats burn club plus the burn club plus is really like such a fun place um and it's and it's where that community really gets to support each other and and, that, and that's that's a twice monthly zoom chat it's through patreon it's ten dollars yeah. a month but it anybody's welcome to come there yes. to to join and to come and be part of those conversations and yep. make some of those connections yes yeah and there's no commitment you can come in for a month and then you know if it's not for you then that is totally fine but um it is it is definitely a place that i enjoy 
Like, I, I, I don't talk a lot. I am very shy. Uh, <laughs> but um, we there's a little chat going on. And there's just, like, once you get to know the people, then it just is, it's like another another little art family. I love it. And there's connections that happen behind the scenes at the same time. You're yeah. sitting in burn club and then people are DMing each other on Instagram or yes. something. There, there's lots of, lots of good connections happening there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Basha. This has been so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. And we'll hopefully we'll talk and connect some more soon. Yeah. Thank you. Well, how amazing was that? I'm floored by Basha and all the things she does and the way she's always ready for an adventure and a challenge. She knows herself and when to say no. And I learned so much from Basha. I can't wait to keep learning from her as we follow her on social media. Hope you enjoyed it too. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future with me on Instagram at peak underscore pyro or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Till next time. Keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood burning and pyrography community. I'm your mother, your host mother, Sue Barnes. Justine Fetty was introduced to wood burning in 2020, and she hasn't put her wood burner down since. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Basha, with a very long last name. Basha is involved in just about everything. You can find her in her art at Fine Line Pyro. She pours her energy into so much of the behind the scenes for Woodburn's Corner. And if that wasn't enough, she's a social media star and can really get into the use of Pinterest. Justine had an amazing time chatting with her. She loves that she's always up for a challenge and she knows her limits and how to prioritize her needs. Something we all need more of. She was truly incredible to chat with, and I know, and Jesse knows, you'll love this episode. Well, how amazing was that? Justine and I were both floored by Basha, all the things she does, and the way she's always ready for an adventure and a challenge. She knows herself and when to say no. We both learned so much from Basha and can't wait to keep learning from her. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty, my son-in-law. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please like, but be nice and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your nice comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peak underscore pyro or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. We can't wait to see what you make next. Bye. (laughs) And I'm out.